Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, this is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, I'll say happy Thursday, even though I guess it's a little odd because it's September 11th, and I, I think that's always going to be sort of a weird type of uh, energy uh, that, that just comes in. You know, um, I think that's just a marker in history. Anyway, so we're going to make this a very positive day. Uh, I have my interview show. I'll talk to you about that in a minute here. If it's your first time tuning into uh, Snake Oil Radio, I am a professional navigational consultant. My expertise is in astrology and numerology, tarot, all kinds of different oracles I work with. Uh, this is my um, generally Thursday weekly uh, radio show. I also have a column called Snake Oil on the Internet. And uh, if you want any information about uh, personal sessions, books, all the other good stuff connected with me, go to my website. That's jimventura.com, and you can check out some info there. Uh, today's show, uh, we've got a little bit of a different focus. Uh, I do some different formats on each show. Uh, if you're a follower of my show, you'll know that we've got a couple of different uh, uh, types of uh, formats that we work with on, on each show. Uh, I haven't done one in a couple of months, so I'm very happy to be doing an interview show here today. We're going to be talking with Alaric Hutchinson today, and uh, he's actually been on my show before, so we are welcome, welcoming him back. Um, we're going to interview for about a half hour or so, talk about some of the work he's doing, uh, and then I'm actually going to be able to take uh, live calls. Alaric has uh, been uh, very generously willing to uh, take some live calls uh, from people who want to ask him questions. He is an intuit. So he will be able to offer a little insight to people. We'll, we'll keep those down to about five minutes, though, in case we get a lot of calls in. Um, and I'll give you some more information a little bit about that after we progress a little more through the show. So I want to welcome Alaric here today. Alaric, how are you? I am fantastic, and thank you again so much for having me back. It was such a pleasure last time, and I'm really looking forward to today's interview. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have you back. Uh, we had a lot of response the last time you were here. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but like I can actually check to see how many people have listened to any of my shows <laughs> at any time. Because uh, not only do we, we play live, but of course um, the, the beauty of, of Internet radio is it's, it's archived, so people can access it at any time. And then actually we're set up to iTunes and a few other things, so... People uh, find my show in just the weirdest, interesting places. So we got a lot of responses to your last show. So um, you definitely did a good job. So, um, well, how are you doing on this uh, lovely uh, September 11th morning? Um, we'll we'll kind of even start off there as we, as we dive into a little bit about you and, and the work that you do. Absolutely. Today definitely has some thick energy, but it's a wonderful day to kind of go into my teachings uh, and the recent book that I just published, Living Peace, which is all about rising above the contrast of our life. And what specifically would you like me to start with, actually? Well, let's actually, you know, because I think you are, I think you're, you're, you're going to tie this, um, I think this is probably a good subject or topic to tie in uh, with the work that you're doing, because I, I do think you work vibrationally, if I'm correct mm-hmm. about that. And, uh, you know, I know, um, you know, I woke up this morning and, um, and, and it was, I was very, very blessed, I guess, because I woke up and I could feel there was a little bit of a heavier energy in the air as I felt for the last 13 years. 
since 9-11, but I was, uh, I didn't have any morning appointments, so I got to get up, have breakfast, and then go back to sleep again for another two hours. And after uh, waking up after that, of course, I felt incredibly refreshed, and, you know, it was nice to be able to kind of have that sort of extended nap. So I am, I'm, I'm definitely in, in a good space, and I think, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, hopefully uh, other people can get there as well, too. So, um well, why don't we tie that in? Well, let, let's talk a little bit about your, your new book, because I, I think you've actually just, in the last couple of months, got the book uh, available, right? Absolutely, absolutely. My official release date was July 20th, and I've had a fantastic, fantastic reaction to everyone. Um, but just a little bit about it is, the bottom line is, I teach people how to have an unconditional life. An unconditional life. And what that means is that so often as we go throughout um, our lives and our just daily life, especially today is a good uh, reminder of that, is that based on the situations, uh, the occurrences, the relationships, the successes and the failures of our life, we often have ups and downs and dips in our vibration, our happiness, our satisfaction. And what I really teach people is how to really maintain that inner peace, that sense of satisfaction. 24-7, 24-7, no matter what is going on in their lives. So instead of living a conditional life where one's emotional well-being is dependent on positive experiences, one can choose to be happy, satisfied, fulfilled, and enjoy no matter what the situations are going on in their lives. And so today, with the whole 9-11 thing that's going on, I realized more than any other day, this is such an awesome day to really raise my vibration up and be in a state of joy because having pity, having guilt, having any type of negative emotion of what, what has happened on this particular day, that actually is going to just lower the vibration of the planet. And anytime it's in that low vibration state, more negative occurrences seem to be attracted to that by like attracts life, the law of attraction. And so... Yeah, I actually came up with nine different tenets that I teach people how to reach this mastery. So that's just a little bit about my book, and I can go into really any aspect of it that you're interested in. Right. So, you know, obviously we we would not be able to go through all nine tenets uh, (laughs) in one show for obvious reasons, but why don't we, you know, take an opportunity maybe to touch upon one or two of them, just possibly to give you know, some insight to our listeners today. Um, and then, of course, obviously, please uh, mention where they can access the book and access um, you and, and get in contact with you uh, beyond the show, of course. But uh, why, don't we, why, don't we, why don't we talk a little bit about, um, about that? Okay, perfect, perfect. And feel free to interrupt me at any point if you want me to explore one of the, the tenants. So I'll go ahead and just do a few seconds cover of the nine tenets and I'll explore just a couple of them for today. So it's actually broken down into three different brackets and each bracket has three of the teachings. So the first three is mastery of thought, mastery of impulse, and mastery of emotion. And so all of that combined together is really teaching us that we are the creators of our realities and that we can kind of take a then approach to life with having an unattached aspect of perception that no matter what I was just saying, no matter what's occurring in our lives, that we can choose a more positive direction. The next three brackets are actually involved in the illusions that we sometimes get wrapped up in our minds in life 
which uh, the, the three are ignorance is an illusion, we seek understanding, chaos is an illusion, we seek harmony, and duality is an illusion, we seek transcendence. And the final three are all about letting go, releasing. And so the three tenets there are releasing ourselves from the mundane world, releasing ourselves from our attachment to what we know, and releasing ourselves from our aspect personal identity. Because I often like to teach my students and clients that if you're not attached to your personal identity, then you really can't be insulted by anything or anyone. And so a lot of issues arise generally around people feeling like a victim or feeling hurt or any stuff like that, especially in relationships. And so when we can master that tenet, we can kind of unplug ourselves from our emotional reaction. So let me take a breath real quick and tune into uh, what two we'll go ahead and go into today. Okay, we have the one already. And what I'm doing actually right now is I'm just kind of tuning into the vibrations of what's going on today. And actually a lot of my book is channeled. And what channeling means is that in a meditative state, I actually kind of raise my vibration up and then I just receive downloads of uh, thought blocks, thought patterns, where it's almost like I have two consciousnesses going on in my head where part of me is just like, thinking one thing, and then all of a sudden this new stream of thought comes in. I'm like, oh, that's really interesting, and I just start speaking it. And so let me just check out real quick. So the first one we're going to go into today is ignorance and illusion. We seek understanding. And the second one we're going to go into today is duality is an illusion. We seek transcendence. Those two are going to work really well together, especially if it be 9-11. So in regards to ignorance as an illusion, we seek understanding, is that ignorance, at least in the way I teach it, is a chosen state of being. And what that means is that whenever we say, this is what I know, this is black and white, this is right and wrong, whenever we have, whenever we place titles, labels, or anything like that, anytime we compartmentalize things, we're actually limiting. And so... If you ever think about it, a lot of people who have the closed-mindedness, what happens when you say, this is black, this is white, is that you're actually closing yourself off to all other opportunities of information. And I actually had a really good example of this happen to me the other day. And I'm sure we can all relate to whenever we go run errands in public, we kind of have our set goal and we're just like, okay, I'm just going to go into town, I'm going to get my errand done, and... I'm not interested in meeting any new people. I'm not interested in any new experiences. I'm just here to get the job done. Well, I actually went to Arizona Mills Mall the other day, and I had this awareness of how closed off it was because through that experience, I had multiple people interacting, trying to interact with me throughout that experience. I call it the hippie, the reflexologist, and the shoe shiner, and this actually might be a chapter in my next book of where... I went into black market rentals to pick up a gift and I was just, I realized how closed off energetically I was. And here's this beautiful hippie woman. And hippie, I'm just kind of saying that because you have these amazing dreadlocks. And we shared this moment of eye connection. And 
it was just like a moment of I know you and you know me. But because I just had this narrow vision, I was just in there to get the gift and not talk to anyone, there was this five minutes of where she was wrapping the gift where I was just in silence. I wasn't even interested in engaging conversation or what she had to say, and she was actually closed off too. And so it was just this mirrored reflection of potential of what could have happened. But because I was closed off energetically and I had my mind set that I'm not going to engage in other people, I missed out on an amazing opportunity to connect with another person. The second opportunity that I had was I actually was offered a free sample of reflexology. And there was this really cool Asian guy that didn't speak much, much English, but he offered to give me a sampling. And I said, oh, no, I'm in a rush, and this is, uh, I can't right now. And I just thought to myself, really, I could have changed my plans a little bit and had maybe that 15-minute amazing exchange. And I love different cultures. And I'm sure we could have really dove into absolutely anything. But because I was closed off, I was in a state kind of, I guess, you could say of ignorance, closing myself off to the world, I missed out on that opportunity. And then I was offered a free sampling of shoe shining. And same thing happened. There was this really awesome guy, this, this young man who was just full of life, and he was trying to beckon me over. And I'm just like, oh, no, thank you. And again, I closed myself off. And driving home, I realized, wow, as a human race, as a species, how, how many times each day do we close ourselves off and miss all of these awesome rendezvous points with other human beings to experience some type of transformation in our lives, some type of understanding, some type of expansion? And with the clients and students that I meet, so many of them come to me and they say, well, I'm miserable, I'm depressed, I'm stressed out, I'm anxious. And I ask them, well, what are you doing differently each day to change that? And obviously the, the answer is generally, well, not much. And so just one example of me going to run errands, and I could have had amazing opportunities to share a soul experience with another being, and I didn't realize until after the fact that I actually was in a state of ignorance. I was actually in a state of narrow-minded vision, closing off a thousand and one different opportunities to interact with people. And I think as humans, we sometimes forget that. We live in our own little bubble, and we forget that at any moment, we can reach out and touch another soul. And so I just that was just such an amazing transformational point of perception for me. And I'm actually starting to teach that now to my students with amazing, amazing results. Well, and, and let me interject here for, for, for just a minute, uh, because I, I think it's kind of an interesting thing to point out that you're talking about here. Because when, when you're talking about ignorance in, in this sense, um, I think what, what you're saying from, from your end is, you know, not talking to the hippie or the Asian or the shoe shiner. I mean, you know, we're using kind of quick labels here, obviously. <laughs> They're way more than that, but you have to identify people. Um, but um, I, I think none of that, in your case, was really coming from anything like because you don't like hippies or you don't like Asians or anything like that. Um, I think it was more that you're talking more about the idea that you had errands to run, you had crap to do, you don't mean you needed to get in, you needed to get out, you needed to take care of that. Uh, so uh, the, the reason I think I'm bringing this up is, you know, what a lot of people, of course, struggle with when, when you look at, at ignorance, of course, is, 
is the very thing that um, in this case you didn't actually do, which was saying, oh, you know, I don't like hippies in that sense, so why would I talk to someone like that in the first place? So you're not doing any of that, which is good, uh, <laughs> obviously. Um, but, um, but, you know, I, I, know I, I think a lot of people really do struggle with, with that type of thing as well. In other words, putting people into sort of boxes. Uh, a couple of years back, I had one, a column I wrote. I wrote a piece called Pig Ignorance. Mm. And I actually used myself as a great example of this. I, a lot of times when I would go to the gym to work out a couple of years back, there was like a young, like 23-year-old kid that was working out. And I knew, he always looked like he was trying to talk to me. But like when I go to the gym, I'm often like, you know what, I want to get in and out in 45 minutes to an hour. I don't want to get into too much chit-chat. I got shit to do today, you know what I mean, that type of thing. And he kept trying to talk to me. And I think a big, one of the reasons that I didn't engage with him is he reminded me of, like, the pretty boy high school um, football player that I went um. to school with, the ones that I didn't like, that I thought were too pretty and had everything handed to him on a silver platter. And so one of the reasons I didn't talk to him is finally, after a couple of times at the gym, he just sort of pushed his way in and he started to ask me questions and talk to me, and that's what I wrote about. Like, this was just a delightful human being. <laughs> he, he was taking care of his uh, handicapped brother on a daily basis. He was working with kids. He was, like, this very nice guy and very kind and very wise and smart, and, and I was like, oh, my God, talk about ignorance on my part yeah. because of some old child issue that I have. And, oh, these pretty people are, you know, they're all ter terrible human beings. Well, no, not at all. You know, so uh, that was kind of interesting, uh, you know, on my part. But I think what, what you're saying is, I think you're right. Because I, I run across this sometimes with people that I find it very funny because some people will say, you know, I've been living here for a year. I moved here from Chicago or something. And it's really tough to make friends. And I would think to myself, man, I don't, that's not a belief that I carry. I think it's really easy to make friends. I think you just talk to people. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, there's just people that want to, you know, it's even, even like when I, I joke about that too, well, someone will say they have a really, really bad relationship with their mother. I'm like, well, get another mother. I'm like, what do you mean get another mother? I'm like, no, don't ditch your mother. But listen, go to, you know, talk to, you know, if you're 30 years old and you wish you had a, a loving 55-year-old mother, talk to a 55-year-older in different places, and I guarantee she, if you're an awesome person, she's going to love you. <laughs> I had one of my best friends when I was 20 was a 41-year-old woman, and people were always like, you're such a weirdo, and I said, no, she's like the other mother that I have. I'd go over to a house, she'd make me, she'd have pound cake and coffee for me and just beam with pride. She was a waitress that I worked with in a restaurant. She'd beam with pride, and she always saw me as her, one of her other sons, you know, so I ended up getting two mothers out of the deal. All right, so that's my long soliloquy on this particular point. Let me bring this back to you. But, uh, again, I think you're coming from a place where, um, you know, right, that sometimes the closed down, this isn't because you're ignorant that you're blocking out people as much as you're, I think we get consumed with the details of our day and our time. Absolutely, and they're definitely both forms of ignorance. Um, I used to be a very judgmental person. Through these teachings, I'm not anymore. But really, any form of judgment we have, towards ourselves or another person literally is ignorant because you're, you're kind of summing something up and just saying that's how it is and that's how it's always going to be. And I love the story that you shared with that gentleman of just how many missed opportunities there are when we have judgments for ourselves and other people. 
And an expansion on that is I used to have judgments on myself that I was not worthy enough to even talk to right. certain people. And, oh, my goodness, think how ignorant is that? And how much that would put me in a box and keep me from thriving in life. And so I love working with my students and my clients on how to really transcend these limiting beliefs of ignorance that we sometimes develop in our lives. And more often than not, these beliefs are unconscious. We're not even aware that it's going on. Right. And it really is amazing. It really is amazing. Yeah, it's great to transcend it because I do. I think I agree with you. There's so much variety to experience in this world in terms of people and food and 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 perspectives and you know what I mean and and things and you know, listen you can't experience everything in a lifetime but I, I agree I think people really shut themselves down sometimes to other people and things that could be uh, fairly you know powerful so anyway continue on absolutely absolutely and that segues us into uh, the next tenet which is duality is an illusion and we see transcendence and this one is sometimes a bit harder for people to grasp uh, because it. The joke that a lot of my students have is that they could be having the absolute worst day of their life, and my response is always, wow, how joyous. That is amazing. Good for you. (laughs) And that throws them off, and it kind of shatters their perception of negativity in their life because I absolutely view everything as a pro and a grow. There is no such thing as a pro and con in my book because the moment I judge something as negative, guess what, I'm adding more negative energy to it. And in my book, positive energy is unifying energy. Negative energy is not a bad thing. It's just separating energy. And thus, it's separating your heart from what you actually want to be unified with. And so this is something that I invite all of our listeners to really uh, really think about and maybe even practice in their own life. Write down all the, the negative thoughts that you have during the day, all of the judgments you have of things that are bad or evil or sinful or negative or even low vibration. And realize, you will realize just how much time you spend thinking about those things. And every time you're thinking about that thing in a negative way, you're actually holding yourself back. And so that is why even when it's 9-11, I'm not going to go to a negative place because all that's going to do is going to make me suffer. And when I suffer, guess what? those around me. I'm not uplifting the people in my life. I can't even do my job properly if I'm suffering. And so I invite people to start looking at the contrast in their lives as fertilizer. Fertilizer to help them grow. That's all the shit aki mushrooms are in our life. Right. <laughs> it's all just meant to be fertilizer. We don't need it to pile up, and it often piles up if we're not using it to tend the garden of our heart's greatest desire. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I, I often use the mantra that I, I tell people this all the time. I always say consider the uses of adversity. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times it can be valuable. And I, I think sometimes we, we you know, we, we miss that point because we get consumed with the difficulty when, when we're going through it. And understanding yeah. to me, like difficulty is meant to sort of teach you how to not have difficulty. In other words, you know, like you can, you know, you can transcend it from the sense that you can change your point of view on it, or you can, you can, you can, you know, get rid of it 
in that sense. You know, I, I see this all the time. Like, even when I, if I watch TV and I flip through the channels in the afternoon sometimes, as I like to do, and I, I, I you know, even like I'll watch talk shows on occasion, and I'll, I'll see someone who's saying something like, you know, my, well, my, my boyfriend, he's cheating on me, he's sleeping with my sister or my best friend, and, and then the host will say, well, why do you stay with him? Well, because I love him. Hmm. Well, uh, okay, that's awesome. But, you know, to me, uh, you can either keep bucking up against that adversity or you could say, you know what, I can't be okay with someone who is doing this. I need to move on with my life and let something else enter into the picture. That could be much more joyful than that situation. Uh, but, and, I, and I think, you know, let, let me bring this back around to the 9-11 thing, too, because I was, I've said that from the beginning. I mean, that was a horrible and a difficult event, obviously. But I always think that, you know, Crisis, especially in an expansive type of way, is often the very thing that pushes us to really see the true resources that we have. I mean, one of the things that, that kind of, to me came out of 9-11 is a lot of, like, like when people were helping each other during that crisis when it all went down, you know, issues about someone's race, sexual orientation, things of that nature, were really not part of the equation when people were helping each other. So... You know, it's unfortunate that we need those types of events sometimes to wake us in that way. But, um, it, again, to me, crisis can, can often do that. It can help us move through boundaries and blockades that are, are limiting. So what's your thought on yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it, 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 it's what I call the earthquakes of our life. And when we are really asleep, when we are really kind of unconscious and just kind of stagnant in our stuff, we need a larger earthquake to wake us up. It's, it's actually, there's this story, there's this Ben story, I, I don't really remember uh, the, the writer of it, but it was just, he shared how there's four types of horses. There's one type of horse that before it, feel, before it even sees the whip, before it even feels the whip, it knows to go where the rider wants to go. It's like intuitive-based. The second horse begins to run faster and knows where the rider wants to go when it sees the whip. The third horse, it needs to feel the pain. And the fourth horse will only run faster and move when the pain penetrates its, its bones. And so people are the same way. A lot of people, it takes major, major earthquakes to shake stuff up before they're actually going to make, before they're actually going to make any changes in their life. And they're actually going to get over the whole mundane attachments such as race, such as sexual orientation, such as even, you know, what is it going, how much abuse does someone need to take before they're going to leave a situation that's not for their highest good? And so this is why I teach people inner peace. Because love, I teach people, love is not the answer. Peace is the answer because if we don't have inner peace first, our love is going to be always conditional. And I see that happen in so many relationships where they're in abuse with someone. And I love that you brought that up because they're in abuse with someone and they keep sticking with the same person because they love them. But that is a form of conditional love. Right. Um, unconditional love means that you're unconditionally loving yourself first. And if you really unconditionally love yourself and you had high self-worth, we would never keep ourselves in that situation. And us keeping ourselves in that stagnant situation is not helping 
ourselves or our partner is actually keeping them from growing. Thus, the earthquakes of our life come around and shake things up either on a personal level or, as we've seen, on a massive level like 9-11. Right. Excellent. That, that's a great point. You know, the, you know I've, I've told, sometimes I'll get clients that read their own tarot cards and things like that, and I've had a couple people in the last month that have done this too where they wrote me and they said, Jim, I'm a little nervous, or it happened in a session where I was working with them where the card came up and they said, the tower um, the archetypal yeah. symbol for the tower has come up and it's sort of scaring me. And I always say the same thing. I'm like, listen, there's sort of two versions of the tower. There is the, you know, the proverbial shitstorm, so to speak, if you're really asleep, as you were saying, and unconscious, that, which is still sort of meant to be something that's meant to transform you. You know, it's like your own higher self is sort of stepping in and pushing the button, saying, okay, we don't like this anymore. We're going to change it. You know, and then there's another form of that, too, that I ever so humorously call the feeling of waking up and smelling the coffee, <laughs> where it's not even necessarily such a tragic thing as much as it's like those times when you suddenly get insight in a way where you're like, wait a second, why am I doing this? Or coming to a conclusion and coming to that recognition of what it is that you're creating. You know, at some levels, I moved through a lot of financial difficulties a couple of years ago. We really, anyone who's not living in Arizona, what doesn't produce any impact of, of really what, I mean, everyone kind of went through it in one way or another, but it was really difficult here in a very practical way in, you know, 2009, 10, 11, um, economically, a lot of, you know, the housing market crashed. There was a number of difficulties. But one of the things that, that was interesting for me was I, I had struggles. And, and, and making ends meet and a few other things that I went through. But what I began to see was I was actually going through a process of self-recrimination where I was sort of beating myself up for not having saved more money, been more frugal, um, been more practical. Like I would almost on a daily basis I was thinking about how irritated I was with me and what I should have done and whether I should have and all these other things were going through. And I had a huge breakthrough in 2012, where I realized that that was the problem wasn't the details; it was the w- way I was focusing. And once I got that, boom! Talk about wake up and smelling the coffee. Not only did um, my consciousness obviously change, but then the outer reality very quickly followed, um, which was really a, an amazing process to go through. So it's great to be able to help people with that now as well, which I'm sure you do also in your work. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's my one of my favorite uh, spiritual teachers is Bashar, and one of my favorite quotes of his is that circumstances don't matter; it's the state of mind that matters. And really, it is the state of mind that can really turn any situation into a positive experience. And so, when we are open, when we are not attached to our ignorance, when we are not attached to having everything perfect in our lives and all these expectations, what ends up happening is we tap into our intuition, we tap into that sixth sense, and we become that first force that just by our intuitive nature, we go in the direction of what feels the best. We go in the direction where our heart is pulling us, and thus, it's that little whisper in our ear that we so often ignore, and then bad things happen to us, and we suffer, right? We, yeah. we start listening to that inner voice, and it, everything always works out. Everything always works out, and so we never have to feel the pain of the whip before we move. The pain only right. comes in our life when we keep sweeping things under the rug. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. You know, I always tell people that when you, that 
you listen, a good reading for anyone is helping them tune into their own inner wisdom and, mm-hmm. and sort of reiterate or verbalize for them maybe things that they're hearing and some part of them is sensing. But I think a lot of times what happens is like, I think when people's intuition, their higher self whispers uh, or sometimes the whisper sometimes is loud and sort of mm-hmm. is pushing you in a certain direction. I think what happens a lot as human beings is we resist it because we're either scared or we, um, we don't understand why we're feeling that pull or, you know, like I know one of the things that um, I, I've, I've said and I've written about this in the past was um, when, I, when I first encountered some financial stuff a couple of years ago and I prayed and meditated on a solution mm-hmm. to the problem, I very clearly got a message from my higher self telling me I needed to go back to waiting tables and bartending for about a two-year period during the economic times. And I remember when I first got that message, my response was to that was like, I'll say this eloquently uh, <laughs> to my higher self, you can go screw yourself. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> 44 years old, 45 years old, last thing we do is pour coffee again for people. I haven't done that in eight years. I don't want to do that. And I resisted it, and I resisted it. And the story I always tell people that's very funny is after a few months, things got really tight. And uh, I didn't have a choice. I just had to do it. And I did that for two years, and then he, for his own reasons, closed the restaurant and moved on. And i got to tell you, like, that was one of the funnest jobs I ever had. So not only did I have a job that I really kind of loved and enjoyed and made some really good friends and connections with, but I actually ended up kind of thriving during one of the most difficult periods economically because I was actually making good money during that time, interestingly enough. But again, the, the message came to me, this is what you need to do, and I immediately thought to that message, no, uh, stupid message, not listening to that. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible idea. So I always tell people, listen, that's the good news. Your higher self isn't stupid. You know, it has access to a certain wisdom and things that, that other people, you know, that, that, that we all do. But we, again, I think sometimes we think we're smarter in that sense, <laughs> but it's even not even that. It's more of a fear-based type of a thing that, 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 that we hold on to. Um, I know I've triggered probably eight more things for you to say, so I want to just one real interject real quick. I want to take a couple of calls. We've got a few callers um, and I said I would do this, so I want to stick to my sensor. So before I start taking some calls, um, let me, uh, uh, why don't we give you the, the guest call in number here, uh, 646-200-3966. You might need to dial a 1 before that, guys, depending on what you're dialing from. 646-200-3966. We'll see if we can get to a couple of callers today. Um, and, uh, and Alaric, before I take my, the first caller, um, I've got a couple of people here, just two so far. We'll see if we get a few more. Um, but tell everyone how they can reach you and get, get a copy of your book, and then I'm going to take the first caller here. Absolutely, absolutely. So my book is on Amazon. Uh, it's, there's Kindle, uh, Kindle version and print version. It, it's $13.95 or $7.95. And definitely just type in Living Peace, and you will see my book come up on the first page on Amazon. And also, if you want to reach me or come out to my center in Queen Creek where I do sessions, uh, my website is www.earthspiritcenter.org. That's www.earthspiritcenter.org. Thank you. Excellent. Okay. So, and also, so do you do you do sessions with people by phone or Skype also, or just in person? Well, I can. I I haven't too much, but I'm definitely going to be going into more doing it through the Skype and phone. Yeah, it's a, it's a good arena to add to the mix. I, I actually do about a third of the clientele that I work with by phone. I've got to get hooked. I've got to get a better camera for Skype. A lot of people want to see your face. 
Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I know that's always like the phone works fine. But uh, it, it's funny because I resisted that at first, too. I liked working with people in person energetically. But I actually found that even working with people by phone was really pretty fluid as well, especially if I had already met them, too. But, um, you mm-hmm. know, it, it was, everyone can't always be physically here. I've got people that live in, you know, like I live in Phoenix and they live in Mesa and they still call it in. Um, I think they just want to be sitting in their bathrobe with a cup of tea when they talk, and, and that's cool. They could they could have done that here, <laughs> but that's not realistic. So let me uh, let me take the first caller here. Again, uh, we can take a couple of calls today. If you want to talk to Alaric, ask him a question or two, uh, 646-200-3966. Uh, let me take my first caller here. Uh, 928, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Yes, hello. Hi, what's your name? Uh, Althina. Althina? Yes. Sounds familiar. Have you called in before? Uh yes. Okay, I was gonna say. Well, you have a you you have a unique name, so uh, it usually sticks to mind. Okay, so I'm gonna step out of the picture here for a couple minutes, give you an opportunity to uh, ask Alaric something today. So, how about it? Howdy, howdy. What can I do for you? Uh, love and relationship. <laughs> relationship. So, would you like me to just draw a card and see what comes through? Uh, is it astrology or? It's actually, I'm just going to draw a card. It's, it's kind of like Tarot or Oracle, and then I kind of tune into the vibration and I just see whatever comes through that's relevant for you. Okay. Perfect. Okay, hold on one second. Okay, so we have the Metal King, which is Discipline, Armor, and Boundaries. And so I'm just going to tune into vibration and see what's up, and we'll see if any of this resonates for you. So what the first thing that's coming through with the Metal King is that it could be one of two things, that it sounds like <clears throat> you are either being too protective of yourself, of your heart, maybe afraid of getting hurt again, or you're being a little bit too vulnerable in a sense that you are letting someone take advantage of you. Which, which direction is that more accurate? You know, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> okay. That's okay. I can actually give a message for both aspects of that, and then I'm sure some of our listeners will actually find benefit out of that as well. So, uh, Can just, I just ask a question then, or that way you... Oh, yeah, um, you certainly can, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm wondering... Well, actually, I'm wanting validation that I'm making the right decision when it comes to this relationship that I'm in right now. Okay. Well, I'm not a psychic, but what I will tell you is that from based on oh. my teachings, we always have to follow our highest excitement. You are the creator of your reality. And so as long as you are following your highest excitement and when you communicate with this relationship, coming from a place of inner peace, coming from a place of power, you're always going to be making the right decision. Uh, Abraham Hicks, another favorite teacher of mine, always tells us to always take our, well, our inner being, our sense of well-being to the party, to the relationship, to our workplace, and no matter what we do, when we are coming from a place of well-being, coming from a place of empowerment, coming from a place of inner peace, when we make decisions coming from that place, it always works out. When we make decisions coming from insecurity, coming from fear, coming from doubt, the mind can have its way with us, and we're always going to be analyzing. So I invite you, instead of seeking insight from a psychic, I invite you to really look within yourself you can gain guidance from a psychic or gain guidance from a life coach. 
But the bottom line is, ask yourself, what do I really want in life? What do I really want in relationship? What are my top five things? And am I compromising any of these things? And if I'm compromising any of these five things, it's time for me to sit down and have a real serious talk with uh, my relationship, with my partner, and how can we make these five things match up, and what are their five things. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I see this happen a lot with people, that they're always searching for outside guidance, when really the bottom line is it always comes from within. And chances are, possibly with the Metal King, we're not kind of outlining the boundaries. We're not kind of fully outlining what we're really standing up for and what we want in life. Do you have any other questions? Uh, well, I was wanting more of astrology readings, but I, you can't do that either, so I'm just... No, I can't, but definitely connect with Jim at another time because I know he does. Yeah, you might want to, you know, let me, um, let me, let me throw that because I, I think what, what uh, Alaric is saying is really actually right on and helpful. But let me throw something at you, uh, Athena, uh, uh, as well uh, in answer to this because kind of what I'm hearing too in all of this is, and, and definitely call in on the next time I do an astrology show, call in and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of look at your astrology match. Okay, but let me throw something at you, because this is kind of what I'm hearing, and I'll just add in a little to this, too. Like, I think unless you're getting uh, some very, very strong signal that something is wrong or off or bad, this is really kind of the key thing to remember. You, you know, I, I think as human beings, we're sort of, when it comes to relationships, we're often looking for permanency. In other words, we want to make a right decision so that we find the love of our life, we stay together, and no matter what, we're okay. But I think the thing is, and, and listen, that may very well even come out that way, but the thing is, unless you're getting glaring signals that something is wrong or off, as a general rule of thumb, experientially, no matter what, you may have some ups and downs, some good, some bad, some joy, some things along the way, but you can trust yourself to know that as long as the relationship is good and you're growing and you're moving forward together, um, awesome, if you're, especially if you're involved with someone who's willing to do that as well, too. But trust yourself enough that if, underline that big, big bold, <laughs> underline, if things change in a negative way, you'll be wise and smart enough to know that something has been completed, you'll have got something from that, you'll have learned, you've grown, and you will be ready to move on to the next thing the universe necessarily has to offer you. But I think sometimes that's what we get caught up in. We get in a lot of fear about whether we're going to get hurt or whether, you know, it's necessary right connection. That's why I think, you know, Alaric's information about the Metal King really in its own way is sort of right on in that sense because sometimes, like I said, we, you know, it can be that, that fear of vulnerability and whether it's necessarily right. Um, but uh, so let me, you know, I've got a couple more callers, but um, not, not too many so we can go on this for another minute or two longer. Um, what, let me just get a little quick response. What's your sign and what's his sign? Uh, well, you know, I'm a Sagittarius, and I'm not sure if he's a Cancer or a Gemini, but... Right. Yeah, there's a huge difference, <laughs> as you well know. Well, as he well was too. born uh, June 21st, 1984. Okay, so he's right on the cusp. That's probably still... That probably would be considered Cancer, even though you might get a little bit of a flavor of both. Let me throw the positive negative poles of both of those things out to you, just for contemplation for now. And again, you can kind of hit me up a little later on in... And uh, I think it's next week or the week after show as well. But, you know, the positive pull of, of, um, of Gemini is, uh, is I think, and its negative is I scheme. 
um, positive pole of cancer is I feel, and it's negative is I brood uh, in that sense. So, um, you know, uh, keep, keep be aware of that as kind of a dance you deal with when you're dealing with someone. Someone born on the cusp is usually going to kind of help us have a bit of a flavor of both in that sense. So, anyway, um, okay, well, I hope that was somewhat of a help. But, yeah, call it again when I do my astrology show and I'll, like, and I'll see if I can get When you do your astrology show, do you do, like, uh, the birth time and stuff like that? Because I know, like, you can just do the horoscope signs and that doesn't really, uh, not pertain right. to everything, but... So. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. You can get, um, just even for your own kind of uh, information, um, often you can find on astrological sites, too, where you can do a, a composite relationship chart with someone and kind of see what's going on in the relationship. Um, some sites will even let you do it for free. Check out astro.com and punch in the birth okay. information there and see what comes up around that. Because if you go to astro.com, it's totally free, by the way. That's the awesome part. Okay. <laughs> Just got to sign up for it. And then it, there's a, once you put the information, you'll see where the, it says relationship composite comparison. Click on that between the two of you. And, and just because I know this is a burning thing for you at the moment, you're going to get some really awesome information for nothing right there and kind of see what the compatibility level is. Okay? Okay, thank you. Awesome, darling. Thank you for calling in. Mm-hmm. All right, excellent. Okay, yeah, you know, Alaric, we'll, we'll we'll come back to you around with this. Um, yeah, I think you know that is definitely one of the biggest questions that that people often ask about, uh, you know, relationships. Uh, definitely yeah. an area of, of of struggle that I think that you know not everyone has, but 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 people have. And and I've always said that I think you know get your thoughts on this. I always think that you know on the pop we fall for someone, when we love someone, we're often falling for the, you know, the best parts of ourselves in exaggeration in that human being. While, on the other hand, sometimes that person may also be, unfortunately, showing us some of the exaggerated worst aspects of ourselves. Uh, I think that, you know, I always say, that's the thing I was, I think I'm trying even to point out to her. I think every person that you partner with definitely is something to teach you. You know, to some extent, all relationships are a little bit of a healing dance, um, some easier than others. But um, I just think that as human beings, a lot of times we do, we struggle with this idea of permanency in that sense. And uh, I think that causes, uh, you know, people a lot of pain uh, as well. So what's your thoughts on that? Absolutely, absolutely. Relationships are literally are our greatest teachers because they they always says if you want to figure out how much self growth or how much work you got to do on yourself, get in a relationship and you'll find out. <laughs> yeah. And our relationships are the mirror of ourselves. And I often like to tell people that the person you marry is actually a huge, huge reflection of your own character. The person you're dating, the person that you're in relationship with, your friends, they're all mirrors. They're all kind of a telltale sign of where you're at in your life right now because we're the average of who we surround ourselves with. And what's beautiful is that we literally come into this life to have relationships, to have experiences because that's why I almost became like a celibate Buddhist monk for a while. But then I realized, you know, I can go off on top of a mountain and find enlightenment and inner peace, but that's not really challenging. What's challenging is finding that enlightenment and inner peace one in a relationship in the modern world. That is true mastery. And so that's what I love teaching people is that literally we can cultivate, as long as we do the work first or 
with someone that's growing at the same pace, we can create a most beautiful, harmonious relationship with all, literally anyone. And that's why sometimes people get attached to the whole right or wrong, is this good or bad. And I just remind people that when you come back to yourself, when you look within, all those answers are right there. And chances are you might be compromising somewhere, probably compromising your authentic being to be with someone to feel some aspect that you haven't fulfilled yourself yet. And once all that is fulfilled, you don't care about the impermanence because no matter what happens, yeah, this relationship may not work out, but it was a beautiful learning experience. Now you're moving through your highest excitement onto a new relationship, and then you might go on to another one. It's really not about this whole eternal aspect forever and always because the very existence of life is forever and always, which is love. There really is, at least from my teaching, there is no separation between all of us. And so I can choose to love anyone, but it's all going to come down to, on a soul level, the same person. That's kind of esoteric, but <laughs> it is well. That's so that way. right. It's also the nature of, of the show, so that's not that's not uh, <laughs> totally, totally off kilter. Um, I want to continue on that point. I had a couple of the calls, but I think they got impatient because they called in right at the beginning and they dropped out. So we, we'll be able to take one more call in if anybody wants to call in. Ask Alaric a question. Uh, the number is six four six two hundred three nine six six. Otherwise, we can continue on with our interview a little bit longer here. Uh, but I can take one more call. So any people that were waiting, if you want to jump back in, we'll get one more call in. Um, but uh, you know, continuing on with this point, uh, you know, in that sense, you know, I, I, one of the things that I tell people that's kind of funny is like even in my own personal life. When I was, I have a, I have a moon in Libra, so we're getting into some astrology here, and because uh, I think your sun sign is Libra, if I recall, Alaric, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a moon in Libra, and I have my sun is in the tail end of the seventh house, cusp of the eighth house. So I get a lot of astrology listeners too. So uh, this language to some people is going to make sense. Some, but in a nutshell. You know, like when I was in my 20s, even into my early 30s, I used to jokingly say I was very much a relationship junkie um, in that I just had to have a best friend, a relationship, a partnership, and experience that way. It was so key to my, what I perceived, you know, fulfilling. And, um, and then, you know, when I had my ups and downs, some wonderful, some bad, you know, I went through a number of experiences. And then when I got to my mid-30s, I actually kind of began a period where I really pulled away from that idea of constantly seeking a mate. And, you know, it's interesting because for over a decade while I dated and had a few little relationships on and off, for the most part I've really actually been single through really almost a decade. And i got to tell you what I kind of got out of that was the realization is one place isn't better than another. They're just different. I mean, it can be wonderful to share with someone and have an intimate partnership, and then, you know, it can also be a pain in the ass, you know, <laughs> because you have to compromise as well, too. When you're alone, you know, sometimes you feel lonely and you, you feel that, that sense of aloneness and, you know, you're watching something on TV and you wish you had a partner with you to see that or, you know what I mean, or make, make breakfast for them or all those other things that come up. But, you know, the beauty of being alone is, you know, you get to do whatever the hell you want to do and maneuver accordingly without checking in with everyone. And there's always that possibility of something happening at any point in life as well, too. So I do think, um, uh, you know, again, it's all how you look at it. Okay, then, so now let me cut off here. Um, let me, someone's commenting, and i got another call I'm going to take here. 
Jules33 is saying, hi, Jim, I was wondering if there are natural matches when it comes to astrology. I'm a Virgo. Um, let me answer that real quick, and I'm going to take this last call for Alaric to answer. Um, it took for Jules33. Thanks for the question. Welcome, everyone, to the show. We've only got about 10 minutes more left on our show. But absolutely, Jules, keep, be aware that you're going to have certain signs that you're more naturally compatible with. But let me tell you, nothing is really off the table, especially because for most of us, when we talk about our astrology, we talk about our sun sign astrology. So you may be Virgo and then have a lot of Libra in your chart, or you know, like so I'm a great example of this because I have um, I'm a Sagittarius, but I actually have a lot of Virgo in my chart. So I would say, ever so healthy, I'm very nitpicking for a Sagittarius. <laughs> and she mentions, uh, and, and she's mentioning uh, that her uh, Virgo sun, Scorpio rising, and Sag moon. Okay, so you a lot of Sag Scorpio stuff going on there. So yeah, I think the thing you need to understand for Virgo sun sign um, when it comes to mating with other people is a very important thing to explain to others when looking for a match too is that you will, Virgos are fixers and solvers of things. So if a Virgo is critical, really in, in Virgo's perception, they're helping. You know, when you complain to a Virgo about, a, you know, per, your coworker, Virgo will often say, well, then tell her to stop doing that, and then people get mad and say, no, no, I just want to complain. Virgo's the solution-oriented. So it's looking, you know, looking for a partner, not even so much about the sign, but someone that's comfortable with that part of you that is a resolver in that sense. So, um, but, you know, anything can work, although as a general rule of thumb, think like other Earth signs like Caps and Tauruses tend to feel comfortable and stable um, you'll also have a strong pull to uh, water signs as well. Um, uh, <laughs> she writes, definitely drives me nuts. My daughter nuts. Uh, Mom, don't fix it, LOL. See, perfect answer. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, excellent. Okay, let me take, thank you, Jules. I wish I could comment more, if I will make sure Laura gets to this last caller here with his wisdom. Okay. 856, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi, how are you? Good, awesome. What's your name? Uh, Rosemaria. All right, excellent. So say hello to Alaric, and if you got a question, fire away. We've got about five minutes we can cover. Hi, how are you? Um, I'm, I'm a Capricorn, so whatever sign, like the last caller, my sign for job-wise, whatever you can pick up. That's okay, I'm going to let Alaric handle this. Um, What was the question? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. I think she's um, asking like, about work and right. Work. What's coming in for me positively? Because I've been applying and looking almost everywhere. Were you saying? Just, I, I remember you said that you're a Capricorn. Right. Are you sure? Are you sure, Jim? Is this more your area of expertise? Or did no, you no. It, 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 it can be, but you know, it, her actual question is she's wanting to see what kind of uh, energy you pick up around work for her. Okay, let me just no, go ahead and Not a strange that. Capricorn question, by the way. <laughs> That's a work sign. <laughs> right. Okay, well, the card that comes up is the Cosmos, which is one of the most auspicious cards in this deck. By the way, I'm using the Wisdom of the Hidden Realms deck by Colette Baron Reed. And the Cosmos is all about tapping into that absolutely limitless, infinite creative energy. And so, what I'm picking up from you is that. In regards to the work area, the career aspect of life, there, it needs to be a match with your passion. Really tuning into what are you passionate about and are you actually having an outlet for 
this passion for this energy because any times we get a little bit stagnant in our life or we're a little bit too afraid to act, again, that's kind of where the earthquakes come into our life. And, and also another compromise would be just kind of following the highest excitement, taking whatever opportunities come, being a yes person. And even if the career or the job option that you pick doesn't give you that creative outlet, you can actually find a beautiful harmony in your life of having a creative outlet as a hobby. Does that make sense? Yes. Would you like any more clarity? You can give me more information to work with. Um, just like when it's coming in, because like, like I said, I've been doing like uh, manifesting and all that happy stuff. It just is like at times it's like frustrating at times. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, actually, my my partner, he's he has multiple job opportunities, and he always gets flustered of not knowing which direction to go, or sometimes things not following through. And I just I always remind him, and I tell everyone that you just gotta work with what's right in front of you in any given moment. It's all about living in the present moment. If Whatever is coming to you this day, that's what you work with. You don't need to worry about tomorrow. You don't need to worry about yesterday. You can plan ahead, but at the same time, we never want to get so wrapped up in our brain where it starts to promote anxiety, it starts right. to promote doubt, it starts to promote fear. So as long as we are following our joy, doing what we can at each given moment, planning ahead, only doing, the, doing what we designate each day versus trying to do everything at once, we actually become a lot more efficient, and things always have a way of working themselves out. Gotcha. Cool. Appreciate Excellent. That's a, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that, that's some good insight. And, and I'll throw my two cents in uh, real quick. I always remember this, too. This is a great sort of remembrance of understanding the way Capricorn thinks and works. Positive pole of Capricorn is I use, which means even if it's negative and difficult, Capricorn has the ability to use it in a way where it, it helps you to grow, to evolve, to become stronger in that sense. The I use part doesn't mean like taking advantage of people. <laughs> That's not, not a Capricorn thing. The negative is I inhibit. So what you'll find with Caps a lot of times is like when you've got to do something new and you've got to broaden into new territory, a lot of times that makes you guys very nervous in that sense. But I would hey. say, listen, the beauty of Capricorn is it's a savvy, smart sign. You know, you, you, can, you can rise to the occasion. You know, it's remembering the, the magic line, be afraid and do it anyway. You know, sometimes it's, uh, you know, I've always been lucky because I, I have a healthy dose of what I call humorous arrogance um, in that sense where I, I, I love all people. I think sometimes people, I, I think we give too much credit to everyone in the world in that sense and not enough credit to ourselves and what we're capable of doing. So so don't hesitate. Think of it this way, uh, dear, like, you know, don't look for work. Be willing to share the talents that you have, and I bet you they're way more than you imagine. Yeah, and and let someone like, be smart enough to pay you for what you do so well. All right? Gotcha. So it's like take Excellent. the negative into a positive. Like switch it over. Okay. Got, got Excellent. Cool. We like it. Thank you for calling in. Thanks. All right, Lars, give uh, one last quick uh, shout-out to how people can get hold of you for our last minute here, and we'll finish up our show. Absolutely. Thank you. Just a reminder, my book is on Amazon for thirteen ninety-five print and seven ninety-five on Kindle. Just type in living peace and you, you will see that it comes up and also if you want to visit me or come out to queen creek or even i'll do some phone sessions just contact me through www.earth 
earthspiritcenter.org. That's www.earthspiritcenter.org. And thank you again so much, Jim. I had such a pleasure today. Yeah, I appreciate having you on. It was a, it was a great conversation as always, but that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I, 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 had anticipated, I, I won't say I expected it. Let's say I anticipated that possibility. All right. So, again, thanks, Alaric. Have an awesome day. Thank you for, for being on the show. And, and thanks for all the listeners who caught the show live or in archive. You know, another thing, too, to remember with Alaric or even for myself, you know, look us up on Facebook, too. Um, I've got a fan page, as does he, with the business as well. A lot of times you can follow posts that way. Another good idea to use social media. Um, I won't be here next week, but I will be here uh, the following week to do my astrology update show, and I will take live calls, and you can ask your astrology questions and other things of me during that show. So I will be back in two weeks for our next show. Uh, again, thank you, everyone, for joining. Great questions. Wish we could have got two more callers, but, you know, an hour goes by awful fast, as, as everyone knows. So everybody have uh, an excellent Thursday, and we'll catch up with you next time. Cheers. <laughs>